This is episode 87 for Tuesday, February 21st, 2017, brought to you from Arlington, Texas. This week, we'll be covering Style 6C, Dunkless Bach. Welcome to Brew Styles. My name is Travis, and together with Chris, Eddie, and Sawyer, we take on the world of beer one style at a time. Each week, we discuss a different style of beer and taste some of our favorites. We hope you leave with a thirst for more. Our podcast can be found on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. Look us up and subscribe to make sure you are kept up to date on our latest episodes. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at brew underscore styles. Drop by our website, brewstyles.com, where you can stream every episode, check out our photo gallery, and use the contact tab to send us comments and feedback. You can also find more information about the BJCP and how to become a certified beer judge. Settle in and raise a pint with us as we launch into another episode of Brew Styles. Chubby bunny. Woo! <laughs> All right, and we are back. Now we're Bach. We are Bach. We actually are Bach today. Yeah. Technically, yes, we are. <laughs> it's been a while since we've been really Bach. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Um, so. Bach it up. We barely survived last week's episode. <laughs> yeah, this is true. That was a crazy weekend. Yeah. There was um, there was a lot of beer drinking and and joyousness happening last weekend friday saturday and sunday yeah friday night in a row. we went to division and that's where uh frado and ashley had their uh was it rehearsal dinner and just kind of post party and then saturday was the wedding so that was just insanity and then sunday was the iron mash which if you listen last week's episode then you heard exactly what that was um <laughs> And so I'm going to be honest, uh, the beer that I'm drinking right now is the first one I've had since then. I took a full week off of drinking beer, which I haven't done in years. So it felt different, but in a good way. <laughs> well, it's probably a good thing you did do that because we have Team EA this week. Yeah. Um, Lots of margaritas will be had. Oh, yeah. It's also that- nice to know that, that I wasn't like jonesing for it or like like having withdrawals or anything. <laughs> Beer withdrawals. Yeah. Yeah. As long as we don't fall into the, the river this time. Yeah. This time? Oh, y'all have, never mind. Did uh, you fall in the river? No, I'm just kidding. Oh. but I was going to say, that's a story I want to hear. Yeah. <laughs> that's always something that <laughs> this, it, this it's always time. in my mind. Because, you know, when you're walking down and there's nothing, there's no rails It's so crowded, too. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of people. A lot and of you drunk think, people. Okay, it, all it takes is just for one person to be a little bit tipsy and then to be nudged off balance not it, not it, even it, you if you get bumped you could fall in oh yeah. someone else is drunk and yeah i hear you get arrested if you fall in the river i've never seen or heard of anyone doing yeah. that though that's the rumor i wouldn't want to fall into that river that by the way for our listeners that aren't aware <laughs> we're talking about san antonio the river walk uh every year there's a, a music educators convention in <laughs> as i drink this beer okay okay travis sorry <laughs> yeah so we're talking about you know, basically once a year, all the music educators in Texas go to San Antonio for yeah. a quote-unquote convention, but mm-hmm. it's really just lots of food and alcohol. But anyway, 
Yeah. Well, that's it's, that's uh, next week. Yeah, it'll be fun. We what usually try to hit up uh, Free Tail to keep things beer related. While we're down there, we try to hit up Free Tail. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of on the outskirts, on the loop. Um, we've been to Blue Star a couple of times. I haven't been there in a while. That might be a good one for us to check out this time. I'd like to go if I can. There's a lot of new breweries, too, that we haven't oh, yeah. ever visited. Yeah. Um, you know, some of them are a little bit of a drive to get to. I think there might actually be a new one, like downtown-ish. Like, you Could know, be. around the river. I'm not sure. I I think I was looking at the, um, what is that app that shows you where breweries are? Y'all the know what I'm talking about? app? Um, com. Hot Plotter. Oh. You know about Hot Plotter? I've heard of it. It's interesting. It on my phone. Um, it works just like Google Maps. You kind of zoom in on an area and you hit search and it'll pop up all the breweries. It's oh, interesting. So useful when you're traveling. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um, I looked at it yesterday to see kind of what was in San Antonio, but I don't remember specifics because we usually, you know, where's that one place in Austin, Round Rock? It's a movie theater or something that we stopped at a couple of times on the way down there. Flicks. Yeah. Yeah. I got some good beer. Um. Anyway, yeah. Cool. Yeah. That's this next week. This this next week. <laughs> oh my god. This this next week. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be that. Yeah. But uh, let's talk about this past week. Chris, did you do anything beer related since we talked last? Uh, I did brew yesterday. Tell me about it. Um. <clears throat> you know, I'm doing this uh, hop solo series to keep things Star Wars related uh, for all my my beers, where I pick a hop. And I do a pale ale or an IPA and just single hop it with that one hop. The first time I did it was not really a single hop. I, I used Zythos, which is a, a blend of, of different hops. But it is a hop on its own. So that's what I did. But this time, uh, I'm using the cluster hops that we got for Blue Bonnet that I didn't brew my beer for. Because I ran out of time. But anyway... So I'm, <laughs> so I'm gonna. I guess a throwback, hop solo with the cluster, and uh, <laughs> what? Nothing. I can't say it. I'll say it later. <laughs> okay. Every anyway, time I say cluster, I think of something else. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, that's what Travis called his beer. Yeah, my beer is named Cluster F. <laughs> <laughs> Fuster Cluck. There you go. Uh. <clears throat> anyway, so we'll see how that goes. Okay. I don't think I did anything else. I cleaned a lot of equipment. Mm-hmm. Here's a here's a, a tip and tidbit for our listeners. Just the tip? Yeah. If you, whenever you brew and you clean your equipment, make sure you leave the lids off your, your pots and your mash tun and let them dry. Did you mess that up recently? I, well, I usually do. I don't know what happened. I might have been really drunk and not thought about it, or maybe they fell on top of I don't know. Either way, I opened up to mold Ooh. in my mash tun and my brew kettle. I've done that. Not my hot liquor tank. There was no mold in that one. But the, the brew kettle and the mash tun both had mold. So I had to do some cleaning before I started brewing. Yeah, I've been down that road before. That's not fun. Especially in the mash tun. Yeah. I had to take it all apart and yeah, all the plastic and whatever. Yeah, you have to really scrub that stuff. Yeah. Anyway, so there's your tip just for the day. Hair. Yeah. <laughs> just a hairy situation. Yeah. Sawyer, tell me about your week. Oh, let's see. What did I do this week? Well, um, we uh, we had my uh, not purple beer at the Friday wedding. 
Oh, I forgot to mention that. Yeah, that uh, that was not very good. Um, it wasn't bad. I'm going to read for a minute. It just wasn't what you wanted it to be. No. Yeah, what was your FG, like 1040 something? No, my, oh yeah, my <laughs> FG, yeah, it was like 1043. <laughs> yeah, it didn't finish. No, because uh, my OG, <laughs> what's your OG? Uh, my OG was uh, 1086. Earn fermented. <laughs> <laughs> I hope it wasn't urn fermented. <laughs> so uh, yeah, that that was that. I'm gonna I'm gonna referment that beer in the keg and just I'm gonna do it before we leave for TMEA. That way, when I get back, it's gonna be ready. Mm. What? Remember, I told you if you do that, you need to bleed the pressure off pretty regularly. I'll have someone go. It's in a it's in a ball lock keg. I'll just have my dad pull it off once a day. Okay, I'll call him and remember. <laughs> yeah. or remind, remind him. him. Yeah, yeah. Because if you don't, you could come back to. An explosion. Well, I mean, those kegs are rated to what, like a hundred psi, like a hundred psi or something. I don't yeah. think you'll reach that. Yeah, I don't know. But I wouldn't. I wouldn't risk it. And you're going to get like a big, foamy, overcarbonated mess. Think it's a Trappist. Okay, so I'll I'll have my dad pull it off once a day, and uh, we'll be good. <laughs> yeah. Um, Teach him how to do that. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. It's, it, it won't be hard for him to do that. If it were my my pinlock keg, I think he might struggle. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, let's see. Then we had Iron Mash. That was fun. Uh, when it was my turn to start drinking, uh, after my shift talking to people, uh, I started with a 12% alt beer. <laughs> that was actually the third place winner. Oh, really? Yeah. The trash can beer. You that don't was, remember that? that <laughs> no, I really don't. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was hammered. <laughs> you came back after half of the circuit to come relieve me and you were drunk. <laughs> I did? <laughs> See? I don't remember that. Exactly. You drank half the beers and you came back and you were drunk. I don't remember relieving you. I think I walked off and started drinking more beer. No, so when you came back to relieve me so that I could go finish drinking the circuit. Yeah, I, I went through the entire circuit. Oh, okay. I thought you only did half of it. Oh, anyway, no. it doesn't matter. Yeah, it's whatever. So that was fun and um, lots of drunken times were had. You know, going back to Fredo's wedding, I, I would like to mention that uh, my Kolsch was the first keg to blow. Yeah, but you know what? You didn't have some <laughs> drunk guy come up to you and go, hey, hey, did you brew the not purple beer? <laughs> yes. It's by far the my favorite beer here. Congratulations. And then he walks Yeah, off. he probably had like two of them, and that's why he was drunk. Probably. <laughs> but the funny thing was Jack was like, yeah, he was trash talking your beer in the in the beer line <laughs> before he told you that. I was like, "Wow, what a jerk!" That's funny. <laughs> anyway, Travis, did you do anything interesting? Well, no, you said you didn't drink this week. <laughs> Actually, even though I didn't drink, I was still involved in uh, home brewing. Mm. Yesterday, <clears throat> I went to the Blue Bonnet check in, mm. which was a pretty big undertaking. I've never done it before. But uh, had time yesterday, so I figured I'd go up there. Uh, so let me just kind of real quickly walk you through the process of, of what happens. Um, so whenever people want to enter beers in Blue Bonnet, they register online. And then you have three locations you can either drop it off or ship it to. And then they have a deadline date. Then once that happens, they have to take all of those and then bring it to one central location, which it's changed every year. This year we have a place. It's called Dallas Makerspace. It's in Carrollton. Uh, never been there before, but basically it's like a big membership only um, workshop space. 
So they have different rooms, like here's the woodworking room, here's the metalworking room. Um, they've got... Interesting. Yeah, there, there's a place for uh, <coughs> auto repair. I mean, they got a full lift. Uh, there was a section for arts and crafts. One room had just a line of uh, 3D printers. It, oh. It's really cool. Yeah, you, you just pay a, a monthly membership to have access to all the stuff, and they have like, uh, machinery and whatever you need to wow. build things. Hmm. There's a lot of other people there just kind of doing random stuff, their own little projects. And then uh, we had built a cooler in the middle of the large room to keep all the beers. <clears throat> and so then we had to take all those and then take it to another room. We set up several tables in a U-shape. And then so there was just a bunch of people in the assembly line. Somebody unboxes them, puts the three beers, uh, matches up the labels to uh, the entry sheet, pushes those down the table. Then the next person has to uh, put a sticker on the on the cap to indicate what style it's entered as, push it down the table. Next person has to like check and make sure that they're actually the same, like stickered correctly, and then... Like just kind of double checking. Then they pass it down the table. Then somebody else puts a randomized barcode on them and then pushes it down the table. And then they have three people double check to make sure that they're all correct, that they're all matched up. Cause after that they take the, the label that's been rubber banded to it. They take it off. And then after that, there's no way to tell, you know, who brewed this beer or what it was. All you have is just the randomized barcode and then the, uh, the style sticker on top. So the randomized barcode is programmed with all the information that's on the yes. sheet. So all three beers you know, that you enter for that, that particular entry, they have the same barcode on the bottle, and then they also put the barcode on the entry sheet. So okay. that's how all three, all, all of those are matched up. The bottles go in boxes. They have box 1A, 1B, 1C. You put one beer in each one of those. All the A boxes are the first round judging ones, and then box 2 or box B and C go away for a while. Box B would be the second round if it makes it there, and then box C would be best to show. Hmm. So Interesting. It's, it's really involved. There was a ton of people there. I was on my feet from 8 a.m. until basically 2, just, Sounds just like pushing fun, bottles. Yeah. I, I really wanted to go help out with that, but I also really needed to brew this weekend, and I was going to try and brew this morning until we <clears throat> moved this up because it's Super Bowl Sunday right now. Oh. So I was going to brew this morning and go do that yesterday, but mm-hmm. anyway. I also forgot to mention that uh, I'm about halfway through my uh, uh, Belgian Dubel keg. <laughs> How's your milk stout? It's still there. Okay. It's still there. Well, there you go. Anyway, so going back to Blue Bonnet, it's kind of funny. Travis said he recognized my box <laughs> when, when he's doing the check-in because I had that uh, petite golden sour box that I won actually at last year's Iron Mash. Yeah. I have two bottles of, le- of that left, by the way. Nice. Um, so that was the only partition box that I had. So that's where I put my beers in. He said he saw my box kind of floating around. <laughs> that was kind of funny. Yeah. Uh, and it was, it was just kind of neat seeing just what everyone does and how they all package their beer. Um, we had a few boxes that you open it up and it immediately smells like beer and you're like, Oh no. One of them busted. Yeah. So like there was one that, uh, cause a lot of people, they, they don't live close enough to drop it off. So they have to ship it in via UPS or FedEx or whatever. Not and the then, post office. Yeah. That's illegal. And then, uh, <laughs> so yeah, you open it up and then there was one that was just shattered. So then you're trying to carefully fish through to find what the entry sheet was so you can see what it is or who it was and 
you pull it out and it's just like a, a nasty <laughs> droopy mess. I guess that's the the best of show bottle. That's just yeah. nasty. <laughs> they put the if there's if there's one bottle broken, I'm assuming they do first, second round, and then don't have a best of show bottle. Yes, they do everything they can to try to to try to get that beer okay. judged. Since you know these people paid for their entry, and right. they sent it in. Yeah. Um, which, which is why I understand why they had really strict rules on how you attach the labels to the beer because you know if it's we're going really fast. And yeah. so if you have labels that are taped on, then that just it bogs down the process. There was uh, several uh, boxes that came in, and they didn't have an entry sheet with it. So we're like, okay, well, crap. Now we have to try to figure out whose beer Isn't this is. Isn't it on the label, though? Some people forgot to add, to add the label. If you didn't put a label and no entry sheet on it, you're an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, I don't understand. Why would you mail Well, like, like some people... They went in on shipping together, so it was like several people, and then oh. it's like, okay, well, I know what's in this box, but I don't know which one is which, and then well, that's just there are sometimes that, yeah, there was, uh, you pull out an entry sheet, and then the beers are in another box, so you got to try to find where those are. Yeah, there there was a lot of- that's strange. A lot of frustration, and so I understand now completely why they have the, the, the rules list on the website so strict and yeah. very matter-of-fact. This is what we do. Otherwise, you're disqualified. They're not going to disqualify you. They did everything they could to find out whose beer it was. But, well, I mean, when you're talking about twelve or 1,300 yeah. entries, that's a lot and of it's, it's times a three. That's that a lot of a, bottles of beer. That was Matt Morris's job yesterday from Rabbit Hole. All he did was just problem solve. We're like, okay, we don't know who's what, what this bottle is. He's like, okay, well, I'll figure it out. <laughs> And that's all he did was just like... Well, he's a smart guy, yeah. so... But, uh, man, it was definitely a learning experience. So, wow. there we go. Cheers to that. We're yeah. drinking Chris's Imperial Stout right now. Which yeah. was entered into Blue Bonnet. Mm-hmm. And I'd, I will make sure that I'm not judging Imperial Stout because this is fantastic, and I don't want to... It's fantastic. Yeah. I don't it's tremendous. Taint it's actually... Process. It's a, about a year and a half old now. I brewed it September... Of fifteen. Wait, when does the judging happen? First round starts on Friday. Friday. Cool. So, it's changed a lot over the last year and a half, and I think it's it's good now. So that's why I entered it. So we'll see how it goes. Mm-hmm. How it goes. Uh. Yeah. All right. Well, we've talked uh, for quite a while now about random sure. stuff. So let's uh, move on to. We can definitely thank you. Uh, thanks. <sighs> <laughs> We can definitely thank our listeners for sticking with us and listening, even though we have really crazy, silly episodes yeah. like uh, last week. And, uh-huh. and then we have um, very, very normal and... Well, two weeks ago. Yeah. Power Hours two weeks ago. Power Hour came out last week. Power Hours two weeks ago. Last week was, was Iron two Mash. two weeks ago. Iron Mash was still just as crazy. It happened two weeks ago, yeah. Never mind, Sawyer. <laughs> <laughs> Math Anyways, is hard. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, what? and uh, we definitely <laughs> appreciate you listening. If you enjoy it, then hit that subscribe button. Feel free to write a review on iTunes or uh, drop us a line. Let us know what you think. and uh, Or suggest we'll a style for us to do. We've had one suggestion so far, and that was it was great. And Give we did it the mode. next week. It I was had, great. I had great fun doing that. <laughs> but this week, we are Bach, like we talked about before, and we're talking about style 6C. Dunkless. And we're Bach. Thank you. Dunkless Bach. Um which there was some confusion. <laughs> uh, I actually I was confused at first too. I was like, what, "What's a Dunkless Bach?" I don't know why they 
the BJCP called it dunkless Bach when it's just a normal Bach. I mean, I know there's, you know, there's Weissbach, there's Eisbach, there's Doppelbach, there's... There's Munich Dunkel also, which is completely right. different from this. There's Hetless Bach, but this is... Dunkless Bach is your normal, it's just a Bach. There's a Dunkless Weiss beer also. Hellas yeah. Bach is hell is good. <clears throat> so... <laughs> So for anybody who's confused, Dunkless Bach is just a regular Bach. Now it's not Shiner Bach. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> so uh, 6C Dunkless Bach. Overall impression, a dark, strong, malty German lager beer that emphasizes the malty-rich and somewhat toasty qualities of continental malts without being sweet in the finish. To me, that's key. Without being sweet in the finish. Aroma, medium to medium high, bready, multi-rich aroma, often with moderate amounts of rich Maillard products and or toasty overtones. Virtually no hop aroma. Some alcohol may be noticeable. Clean lager character, although the malts can provide a slight, low to none, dark fruit character. Which is interesting. I had never thought about dark fruit as part of Bach. Uh, Particularly in aged examples. Well, there you go. Because sometimes dark fruit can come from, um, maybe not oxidation, but kind of headed in that direction. Yeah, because which get is that something that you, note. yeah, which is something that you get from aged beer sometimes. So I guess that makes sense. Appearance: light copper to brown color, often with attractive garnet highlights. Lagering should provide good clarity despite the dark color. <laughs> so is this one of those if not? Opaque should be clear. <laughs> uh, large, creamy, persistent, off-white head. Flavor. Complex, rich maltiness is dominated by the toasty, rich Maillard products. Some caramel notes may be present. Hot bitterness is generally only high enough to support the malt flavors, allowing a bit of sweetness to linger into the finish. Hold on a second. This is what confused me when I read this before. Allowing a bit of sweetness to linger into the finish. But then when you read the overall impression... Without being sweet in the finish. Yes. When they say without being sweet in the finish, that implies a like a really intense or very present sweet. Like whenever, cloyingly sweet? Yes. Whenever they say a bit of sweetness, that implies to me that there's just a, a touch of... So not a whole lot of back-end sweetness. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Either way, it, it sounds a little bit contradicting you comparing this to the munich dunkel style which was i mean very sweet it was like um it was like liquid bread because we talked about that right. on that episode yeah. there's like lots of chocolate, chocolate notes yeah and i think that they're trying to make that distinction especially since the names are similar that this is not that and shouldn't be okay uh well attenuated not cloying Clean fermentation profile, although the malt can provide a slight dark fruit character. There's dark fruit again. No hop flavor. No roasted or burnt character. Mouthfeel. Medium to medium full-bodied. Moderate to moderately low carbonation. Some alcohol warmth may be found, but should never be hot. Smooth without harshness or astringency. Uh, I might as well read the comments. Decoction mashing and long boiling plays an important part of flavor development as it enhances the caramel and Maillard flavor aspects of the malt. What? Huh? Oh, you said decoction. Oh, I thought you said something. Oh, gosh. 
Any fruitiness is due to Munich and other specialty malts, not yeast-derived esters developing during fermentation. So nothing like you would get from a Belgian. Style comparison. Darker with a richer malty flavor and less apparent bitterness than a Hellesbach. Less alcohol and malty richness than a Doppelbach. Stronger malt flavors and higher alcohol than a Martzen. Richer, less attenuated, and less hoppy than a Czech Amber Lager. They didn't even mention Munich Dunkel. Yeah. Interesting. Well, it's... Okay. So, okay, when reading through this, kind of what I've, I have I got out of this is it's the German equivalent of like a Scottish beer. Maybe a tad sweet, lots of Maillard product, caramelization, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah. Which is, is what you get out of your standard Scottish beer. Light copper brown. Okay. So the the German decoction mash is kind of key whenever you're doing any kind of German style. That's kind of what they're known for is lagers and decoction mashing, which is similar to the kettle caramelization you might do um, with the Scottish. Not not exactly the same thing because the decoction is you pull uh, wort out of your mash and you heat that up to raise your mash temperature, not adding boiling water like you would normally do. Yeah. The kettle conversation, you take that one step further, you pull some off, you reduce it down, then put it into your boil. So they're, they're similar, but not to the extreme. Hmm. Would you uh, please read the first commercial example on this list? <laughs> uh, I can try. <laughs> Without... Um, <clears throat> The brewery is <laughs> double A double S. Bach. <laughs> I think that's pronounced I guess. We did A-S? not check the explicit box. AS Bach. You have to say it with a twang. AS. A S. A AS. There we go. Ass! <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, actually, the other commercial examples, there were a few of them that I had recognized. Uh, the Einbacher, sorry, Einbecker Erbach Dunkel is one that I looked for because I know we get some Einbecker beers. Yeah, I didn't see but it. But I could not find that one. I've never rated it either, so I don't know if it's here. There, Total Wine has one of the Einbeckers, and I think it's the Hellesbach. I wonder if it's Hellas good. I think. I'm not positive. Uh, Great Lakes Rockefeller Bach. No! <laughs> Haven't heard of that one. Uh, Neidinger Bach. Nuglaris Oof Da Bach. We have some Nuglaris stuff around here. Don't uh, we? I, I recognize that from somewhere. I don't think I've seen anything from them. I don't think they distribute here yet. Okay. I don't know where I've seen that from then. It's a pretty well-known Wisconsin brewery. but Wisconsin. Okay. Yeah, they don't, they're not here yet, I don't think. Maybe I saw it when I was up in New York. Uh, I don't, maybe I don't remember. Uh, and then Penn Brewery, uh, Saint Nicholas Bach. So anyway, yeah, so none of the commercial examples were readily available here, so we have yeah. some other things yeah. to drink today. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess we're gonna get on with the history. It's uh, rather short. Uh, That's okay. Uh, uh, but it would be amazing to get some music, please, of the German variety. Yes. Ah. Perfect. Oh, okay. It went way down real fast. <laughs> it's a different drop. Oh, okay. History. 
originated in the northern German city of Einbeck. Actually, it's really Einbeck because there's no H in there. Which was a brewing center and popular exporter in the days of the uh, Hanseatic League. Hanseatic League. Would you say that that's correct? Sure. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) That would be uh, the 14th to the 17th century. Recreated in Munich uh, starting in the 17th century. The name Bach. I just feel like doing today. The name Bach. (laughs) München. Yeah, exactly. The name Bach is based on a corruption of the name Einbeck in the Bavarian dialect and was thus only used after the beer came to Munich. Bach also means ram in German and is often used in logos and advertisements. By a certain brewery that we will be mentioning later. (laughs) So there you go. Very nice. Very nice. <laughs> cool. All right. Anything else? Uh-huh. Yeah, I think that'll be all. All right. Cool. Let's get into our first one. All right. So for our first example, um, I don't know. Would you call this local anymore? Yeah, it's about to become even more local than it was before. Yeah, that's true. Because they're opening up a second location across from LeBlanc. The <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. From what? Huh? LeBlanc? He's drunk already. The ball? There. That didn't take long. There. <laughs> the ball. Give me the ball. Give me the ball. Balls. Balls. <laughs> hey, can you hear me the cheesy balls? They're opening up a second location across from the ballpark. In Arlington, that is currently known as Globe Life Park. Okay. And they're building the uh, Texas Live across the street from it, and Revolver is going to be in there. Is it actually a brewery? Yes. Like a, Okay, so a smaller satellite brewery, I'm, I'm assuming. Yeah, it'll probably be more geared as like a brew pub setup. Right. Because, I mean, it's across the street, so they're going to have a ton of like sports yeah. things and TVs. Sports. And, Interesting. But, yeah, they but, I mean, would you really call them local if they were bought out by... Anyway. Um, Locally produced, but the money goes there you go. overseas. It says brewed and bottled by Revolver Brewing. It's technically not overseas. Granbury, Texas. Anyway, so this is the Revolver Brewing Revolver Bach. And it's got a picture of two revolvers Can on it. Can we say revolver one a few more times, please? Re- revolver. Okay, revolver. Revolver brewing, revolver Bach. Revolver. Yeah. Bunch of people. Uh, I think someone just got shot. Yeah. It says, traditional Bach recipe fermented with American ale yeast. Interesting. It's supposed to be a lager. Mm-hmm. So there's already a mm. twist. What a twist. What a twist. Dang it, you beat me to it. Uh, okay, so it says a full-flavored Bach finished with Northern Brewer and Sapphire hops, brewed with an, an abundance of Munich and caramel malts for a hearty biscuit and toffee character. 6.5% ABV. Well, oh, my mic has fallen. <laughs> uh, you can tighten it. Oh, yeah. It's pretty clear. It is, yeah. I would say, brilliantly clear. It's a very pretty yeah. ruby color. Kind of a dark... 
There's no place like home. Is there such thing as a dark toffee color? <laughs> it's brown. <laughs> this brown. beer smells good. Yeah, it has some, it has some like candy sweet notes in the nose. Yeah, I'm thinking brown sugar. Yeah, maybe a touch of caramel. Um, no hops. A little bit of green. Yeah. Um, dark fruit. Yeah, I would say dark fruit. In the aroma or uh-huh. your flavor? In the aroma. Mm, maybe, maybe a little. I'm just getting sweetness. I'm not. Uh, I'm not really picking up any of the fruits or. It's very uh, uh, clean finishing. See, I was gonna say it's not. What? Why? I can I can tell. Of course, maybe this is just me reading the label. It doesn't. It doesn't finish like a lager. The cheesy poofs might be throwing me off, but <laughs> I don't know. I I want to say that I can tell it's an ale yeast. If there's just something about it that doesn't say lager to me. Yeah, it, it it's lacking the crispness of yeah. like a nice clean lager. This one is I clean think has, yager least. I disagree. <laughs> I really has, do. It has more flavor than just a just a clean finishing lager. I think this one is super clean. Hmm. Interesting. Super duper. I also think the flavor is kind of sweet, like really sweet. Like candy. I don't like candy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think I would agree with that. Uh, more sweetness than what um, than what I would assume was was being described in the guidelines, right? That they're which is for. which is why I pointed it out because I I had one of these last night. Okay, because I had to buy a six pack, so I had one last night, and I was like, "Wow, that's sweet," hmm. and I'm getting the same thing right now. I don't know. Do you think if they had actually used a Yager least <laughs> that it would have probably a finished cleaner and two been less sweet. I don't know. Clean yager least. It could have been a little too leasty. <laughs> Here's my other question: With the ale yeast, did they still lager it? Because we all know that lagering takes up a lot of real estate. I don't think they did. I think the flavors are too bright. Yeah, that it's pretty obviously an ale so you think the lagering process would make this darker no more subtle it would make it more mellow yeah all the flavors would just kind of ease up but i think that what i'm picking up is you know uh, indicative of an ale yeast and warm fermentation this date on this label is kind of scratched off does that one have a date on it no this one's scratched off too but the last number is a seven I see, yeah, I see 17 at the end. I don't know if that's a bottled. That's a bottled on eight. So this is fresh. What lot is yours? 104. Yeah, me too. Well, it's the same six pack. But if it was bottled this year and it's only February, yeah, it's fresh. Yeah. And probably not kept cold. Yeah. Because it was, it was in an unrefrigerated shelf when I picked it up. Yeah. It makes a difference. I mean, I Oh yeah. You know, going back to that stout that we were drinking earlier. It's changed a lot over the years, especially since I, you know, put it in the fridge and kept it cold. 
I think this would be much more mellow if it were lagered or brewed with the lager yeast and then lagered clearly. Yeah, uh, that being said, I mean, it does have some good flavors with the, the sweetness, even though it doesn't necessarily match the, uh, the Dunkless Block guidelines. Um, I mean, I'm getting some nice caramel notes. It's not overly roasty, like I said. I'm, yeah. I don't get any hops, so that fits. It's just uh, the sweetness and the vibrancy of um, of, of the, the characteristics that you are getting. That's what I think is uh, out of style for this one. Yeah. Are you picking up any warming? As far as alcohol? Yeah. Not really, no. What's the ABV on this one again? Uh, six and a half. Yeah, six and a half. Oh, no. But it's in the guidelines it said some warming's okay. I don't really pick any up. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm not either. What about uh, mouthfeel? Uh, medium-ish. Maybe like I, light I'd medium s- to medium. I was going to say medium full. Uh, I disagree. It's got a lot. I mean, kind of the oh, the whole sweetness conversation goes back to there is some residual sweetness in there, which we all know ups the, the mouthfeel. Yeah. I mean, it's not nearly as full as like a, a milk stout or something would be, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, compare this to the Imperial Stout that we started the episode with. Um, it's a night and day difference. So, yeah, I put this about, you know, a medium, possibly medium full. So how well do you think this fits the guidelines? Well... Uh, Being an ale and not a lager. I mean, it even says on the bottle... Revolver Bach American Ale. So, just by those words, it's not a Bach, but but it's pretty. It dang. also says brewed with traditional Bach recipe. Yeah, it's pretty dang close. <laughs> they need to quit being so confusing on the bottle. On the pottle. On the pottle. Yeah. Where's the pottle? <laughs> with its IPUs and everything. You know. I'm not really sure what to think about this one. I haven't had this in a long time until. I haven't had it since last night. Cool keg. Yeah, I think that's probably the last time I had it, too. Yeah, it's all right. I'd prefer a Sidewinder. <laughs> Clearly. Yeah. Um, if this beer were entered under that category, I would knock it down for the sweetness. Uh, also, in the flavor, it wants a clean fermentation profile, and I'm not necessarily getting that. I'm getting some, some uh, esters. Where would you enter it? Oh, gosh. Mm. It's not sweet enough to be a dunkel. Still not lager. Maybe an American amber? It lacks the hop profile. Yeah, I agree. Well, amber don't have to be hoppy. It can be hoppy. Most of them are hoppy. Well, I don't think the amber category says moderate to none because I'm really not getting hops in this. I thought the amber was one of those styles that had a range. Uh, let's uh, it see. It says moderate to high. Moderate to high, yeah. With oh, okay, so it says world hops. low to moderate hop aroma is what I was thinking of, I guess. No. <clears throat> you know, this one might actually do well as an Irish red. You think? Yeah. Because with that, you're looking for moderate to, uh, to very little caramel malt flavor and sweetness. Rarely with a light buttered toast. I mean, that fits so far. Hmm. Um, 
light earthy or floral hop is optional, so that fits. Um, it does lack the hop bitterness. Clean and smooth, little, little to no esters. Okay, so never mind. It wouldn't do well there. You know, that's a good question. I don't think that it fits in the bot category. Not based on these guidelines anyway. Mm -hmm. Now, do the same recipe with a lager yeast and lager it. Completely different beer, I'm sure. Oh, totally. Hmm. Does Revolver do any lagers, period? Because thinking through their profile, I can't think of any. So that might not be a part of their process yet. Well, I mean, yeah, like I said before, we all know that loggers take up a lot of real estate. Sure. I would like to see that. You know, especially now that uh, they have Midler Coors money to throw around. If you were to, to build a whole... <laughs> all they do is loggers. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you could build a whole separate uh, separate location on their on their current property. Just make that the logger house. And yeah, yeah do the same recipe. Swap the yeast and the uh, fermentation temperatures. I think this would be solid. So they've got blood and honey, ale, ale. the bock, ale, sidewinder, ale, high brass, blonde ale, ironhead, IPA, ale, mother's little fracker, it's stout, like stout yeah. ale, mullet cutter, IPA, double, ale, uh, barrel one, Fracker, barrel one, stout, ale. They got an American strong ale. And a dine or something. Mandarin, pale ale, redshift, red ale, full tang, IPA, wheat ale. Yeah. So it sounds like pale ale. they wanted to do a Bach, but didn't have the capabilities to lager at that time. So they changed the recipe and how they made it to fit what they could do. Well, I mean, oh, hold on a second. I don't know if this is actually official, but Untapped. I don't know if this is official or not, but Untapped has Goodnight Loving by Revolver Brewing, and that's an amber lager. Southpaw is a pale lager, but I've never seen these before. This could be Untapped people entering things incorrectly, or, oh, here's an alt beer with two ratings. Maybe it's like a small batch brewery only release. Yeah, I, I don't know. Malt Lick. It's also a Bach. I don't know what that is. <laughs> okay. I, anyway, so untapped may or, may or may not be reliable, but anyway, interesting. So, poundability. I have poundability rating. <laughs> five. I was going to say five, yeah. Yep, that's right where I was at. Yeah. Just Interesting. The, I don't think we've all agreed on a number before. <laughs> just the sweetness. Five, 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 five. five At least five, it's not five, six. Five, five. Yeah. It's just too sweet and and thick and uh, I don't know. Five. <laughs> yep. All right. What's next? Next up, we're gonna go across the street and feature a beer from Martin House. Across the street? Well, I guess down the highway. Chris, when did you move? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, this is a beer from Martin House, and it is called their Bach Slider, Toadies Texas Bach. And this is kind of interesting. They, uh, I guess it was like three years ago, they decided to team up with the, the band, the Toadies, and they would make a beer together 
and release it, and the toadies would also have like a party and a concert there. The toadies, really cool. yeah. I don't know who the toadies are. Never heard of them. They, yeah. There, there's a <laughs> song. I'll look it up in the break. But there's a, there's a song that they do that you'll know. Okay, uh, for sure. Is this one actually a blogger Bach? I don't know. Mm. Uh, yeah, on Untapped it says it is. What does Untapped know? Well, Untapped also said that was a Bach. Yeah. So the revolver, but it wasn't a, really. A Bach. I think they've come out with three beers with the Toadies. The Rubberneck Red was their first one, I think. Never had that one. The Bach Slider. This one was their second, and then uh, this year or this past year. They came out with the, uh, the Hell Below and Heaven Above or something. It was like two beers that were meant to be blended. Oh, yeah. That's uh, that's in stores now. Yeah. So I, I think those are the three ones they've done. This one is a 5.6% beer, 22 SRM, 18 IBU. Swarm. Swarm. Recommended activities backsliding. It's got a picture of a guy pushing a boulder like Sisyphus. <laughs> like box Sisyphus. Sisyphus box slider is the official beer of Fort Worth's own toadies an easy drinking copper colored lightly hopped beer perfect for on stage backstage or anywhere your rock music takes you adventure pairing you've been good all year and we're proud of you but sometimes you need a break loosen your tie grab these box sliders from the fridge and let's rage with our favorite Fort Worth rock band the toadies it's okay to backslide a little bit Special ingredients, sin and salvation. There you go. I saw that part on their website, the sin and salvation thing. I mean, that's like, that's cool. But it still doesn't say if it's a a batch lager or. Well, and by batch, I, I mean B A C H. Yeah. yeah. Thank For you. For those listeners that don't understand our musical humor, whatever. Um. Well, maybe I've, we'll maybe we'll taste the difference. Let's just get let's get I, into the beer. Yeah, as you're as you're looking at it, I, the last the first time I ever had this beer was at uh, J.R. Bentley's. Oh, it's murky. Are you yeah, sure it's not just your glass. No, nope. positive. Did you wipe it off? Yes. Yeah, it's like a murky. It's murky. Orange brown. Oh, it is color. murky. <clears throat> Must it's, be can conditioned. It's like not as movie. it's not as pretty as the revolver. No, it smells good. That smell good. I it's get a, got like some citrusy notes to it or something. I get a lot. Well, I was going to say I get a lot more caramel in this one than I did in the revolver. Oh, I don't get caramel. Oh, I get lots of caramel. <sighs> I do get some of that citrus too, though. Yeah. I think that's like a Martin yeah. House character. This one's got some fruity notes. To be honest. The only, other, the, only beer, the only Martin House beer that I don't notice that in is Daybreak. Really get fruity. Uh, well, wow, you get fruity character in Imperial Texan. Yeah, it's like yeah. like crazy um, citrus notes in the in the. Well, citrus is not a fruit. I didn't say it was, but you said you get fruity notes. I know. I said I get citrusy notes. Oh, I thought you said fruity notes. No, citrus is totally a fruit. Well, but orange, okay, but I, lemon beer wise, lime. beer wise, you don't fruity and citrus are two completely different flavor profiles. Okay, well, I didn't say fruit. I said citrus. Okay, I thought you said fruit. No. So when you're talking fruity, you're talking about like red like, berries. Like dark fruit. Like okay. Belgian kind of fruit. Those are some big old cherries. Yeah, because when you when you get citrus in a beer, you don't say, I get fruit. You say, I get citrus. Right? Wait for the chorus. Wait for the chorus. 
No, never heard it. Nope. Maybe he needs to check his water. Might be a little hmm. dirty. <laughs> yeah. That's just nasty. I've never think, heard that before. I don't think they mind us playing their little clip as we're drinking their beer and talking about... Interesting. I mean, I've... I like the music. So, Maybe I should look it up. Have we all tasted the beer by now? Yes. Okay. What do you think about the finish on this one? It's not a finish finish. No, it's not a finish finish. It's not a German finish. It's not a finish finish. It's not an American finish. It's a finish. It's not nearly as sweet as the revolver. No. Yeah, that's the first thing I notice. Has a little bit more of a hot bitterness also. It kind of tastes watered down. Well, the I, I think the carbonation level is a tad bit higher. Yeah, I I don't think that's going to attribute to that taste, though. Well, I think that comes from the water. You think so? <laughs> oh, man. I hate being gullible. <laughs> you just have to look at his face. Whenever he says something I know, punny, I know. he goes, But sometimes, sometimes I fall for it. I really do. Just watch his eyebrows. I mean, there's a lot of space up there to. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, he's kind of creeping up on your five head there. (laughs) (laughs) That's why, whenever I sent you guys the uh, recording from his closing last week, he's like, "Take us out next week when we when we taste the." And then there was nothing. Yeah, and I just pictured his face. Eyebrows going up. I did too. Because he had no idea what to say. Anyways. <laughs> Travis was really drunk. <laughs> Which is why I took a week off from beer. Yeah, well. Justified. I wouldn't play that for our listeners because it's really entertaining. And this, this next week? No, it, it was better than that. I'll put it in the episode. So, here we go. Thank you for joining us for the episode of Boost House, where our topic of discussion was the Iron Mash Awards Ceremony. Join us next week for our topic of discussion will be... <laughs> and that was it. <laughs> <laughs> I like how he said, ceremony, not ceremony. Ceremony. You got to make them monies. That's how the episode's <laughs> going to end, by the way. <laughs> so we're going to do non-alcoholic next week. and uh, uh-huh. <laughs> Not next week, but it's coming up. Anyway, back to the uh, box lighter. Bach to the box lighter. Yep. And Bach to you, Chris. I think this is probably closer to a Bach. Yeah, I just... I kind of miss the flavor profile of the revolver. But that's not... What I know. A Bach is. I know, but I liked it. Which is fine. Yeah, it's fine. It's just it's not within style. I oh, that's great. I like it though. And we're brew styles, right? I I know, but I like <laughs> that beer. Yeah, the the bitterness is higher in this one. Um, kind of like a, a like a dusty grain or a earthy hop bitterness mm-hmm. is coming through. Much much lower sweetness for sure. I actually think I like this one better than the Revolver. Cleaner profile, but still not as like super clean as a a nice lager yeast. So you think it might still be an ale? 
I don't know. It's closer, if, but I think I think there's still some. Well, I mean, I, obviously the opposite of clean is dirty, but I don't want to say it's a dirty flavor profile. But it's not as super clean as you know, like a Pilsner or Kell or something. Well, that one was at World or a World Market. Well, since we talked about revolvers, ales versus loggers. What kind of loggers does Martin House have? Uh, they do not. Yeah, I don't think. And I can see say that for a fact. That's what I'm. Yeah, because Travis is a part owner in Martin House. Yeah. <laughs> Every time we've done their uh, their brew, what is it? The uh, Riverside Shootout. Yeah. The only yeast options are ale yeast, saison, or their uh, English ale yeast. Yeah, because they they've got Salty lager. Lady Goza. That's an ale. Oh. Daybreak. That's an ale. Imperatex. That's an ale. Pretzel Stout Ale. And then all their Cellarman's Reserves, those yep. are all IPA ales. Riverhouse, Saison Ale, Gateway Blonde, Ale, Sugar and Spice, Barley Wine, Ale, Rubberneck Red, Red Ale, Stars Above, Ale, Turtle yeah. Power, Alt Beer. Which is a hybrid. Yeah. I bet this is cool fermented and cool conditioned, for sure. But it's yeah. not It's not a lager yeast. Are we uh, are we gonna do Riverside this year? Sure, we will. Didn't we last year? Yeah, I was making sure we're doing it this year. Cause I heard anyone talk about we it. We did not last year. Last time Ooh, I did, didn't? It, last time I did it was the crawfish dudes. Yeah, that was oh, last. Yeah, I remember two that. Years that ago. wasn't last year. We didn't do it last year. Nope. What because uh, like somebody was out of town. Chris was gonna be out of town for something. Oh, that's right. You were on your band trip. Oh, is that when we went to Padre? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Anyway. So maybe they don't do any lagers either. So we did a lager episode and we have no lagers to drink. <laughs> you mean... <laughs> yeah, well. Interesting. Hey, log, I, I get it. Lagers are expensive. It takes up a lot of real estate. And space is time. And time is money. Fratto says... Original Waterloo brewing sign on display at Real Ale before making its way to a a, a what a theoretical <laughs> theoretical th- theoretical craft brewing museum. There we go. Interesting. Hamasadali. Exactly. Anyway, my palatability rating. <laughs> I go up to a six on this one. Uh, yeah, I I might go up to a seven. I'm going to say uh, the lower sweetness level makes it much easier to pound. Yeah, I'm going to say seven and a half on this one. Hmm. Seven, five. Okay. Well, the next two slash three we know for sure are lagers, but they're not in the style we're talking about. So it'll be a style comparison. Yep. Next. All right. Well, welcome, Bach. Uh, and we're back. We didn't take a break, though. Oh, yeah, that's right. Well, we took a, 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 a short 30-second break to no, get this beer. No, we didn't. Okay, 1.5 <laughs> seconds. There you go. The boots and cats. Okay. Anyways, so up next is Shiner Bach uh, from that there uh, Shiner, Texas. What's the brewery? It's the Spetzel Brewery. There you go. 
Yes. I did take German. I'm not fluent, even though I took four years of it. <laughs> um, Stark here. It is a 4.4% ABV. Um, I guess I'll just read what's on the bottle here. Uh, uh, Bach beer combines old world Bavarian heritage with American handcraft brewing for a smooth, delightfully drinkable dark beer. Prosit? It says prosit. Mm-hmm. Um, small town, small brewery. Every drop of Shiner beer is brewed right here in Shiner, Texas. Population 2070. By a handful of local craftsmen who take pride in our little brewery and our classic Shiner Bach. First brewed in 1913, the lightly hopped American Bach has a clean flavor and a slightly sweet finish. We hope you enjoy drinking it as much as we enjoyed making it. Clean yogurt, at least. Thank you for that. And then it also says, <coughs> handcrafted in the same brewery where it was first made back in 1913. This gently hopped medium brown brew is the pride of Shiner, Texas. And it's a uh, brown bottle, yellow label, with a ram on it. Okay, so a few things before we start this. We have featured this before. <clears throat> See? Well, we shotgunned it. Yeah. Yes. And that was on the episode which actually matches this style, which was the uh, International Dark Lager. Right. So, that being said, why are we featuring this today? Because it's a lager. It's a Bach. <laughs> it is not a Bach. It's it a says Bach. They call it Shiner it Bach. It says Bach. It says Bach, but so it must be a Bach. according to the BJCP, which Fratto would be the first person to say, blah, 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 blah. You sound just like him. BJCP. They don't really care. Well, um, here's what I say to that. You have to believe everything you see. That's what my daddy taught me when I was growing up. Everything <laughs> on the internet's true. No, I'm just kidding. He didn't teach me that. He doesn't even get on the internet that much. But I believe I, it originally started as a Bach. So years why ago. would it change? Because it got enormous and they okay, started so he, brewing with. So here's degrees. my question, though: If it's a lager and it has Bach ingredients in it, why can't it be a Bach? Yeah, I think because it ha- it's brewed with adjuncts, also. Okay, it's not 100 percent malt. Well, also. The BJCP is primarily concerned with flavor profiles and matching those to a style. But also with characteristic ingredients. Yeah. Nowhere in the characteristic ingredients, which we didn't read, but we could. But it didn't mention anything about brewing with adjuncts or flaked maize or corn or anything. <clears throat> which is the hallmark of the uh, international dark lager. It's... Cheap to produce and cheap to make, and that's what All right. they do now. So, so characteristic ingredients for the Dunkless Bach, Munich and Vita malts, rarely a tiny bit of dark roasted malts for color adjustment, never any non-malt adjuncts. Boom. If I remember correctly, though, this beer is pretty toasty. Shiner? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Let's find out. Color? Clear. Very yeah. similar to the revolver, yeah. yeah. If not exactly the same. This one's a little more orange tinted than ruby, but yeah, brilliantly clear. Brilliantly clear. <sighs> Smells delicious. They filter down to microns. Now, I wonder how see, many microns. Here's here's the other thing in the aroma. I definitely get a light lager type adjunct aroma. I don't know. I'd say vegetal, 
or vegetable, but corn something. It smells like a light lager would. Now, here's a true question for both of you. When and for how long was this your uh, uh, drink of choice in college? Because everyone went through a phase. I wouldn't say drink of choice. I never turn it down. But everyone went through a phase where this is all they drank for a little while. What was the bar we would go to where you could get a pitcher of Shiner for like six bucks? Tonstoffel. No, it was... Um, we go to No Frills and play trivia. Yeah. Get this. You get a pitcher of Shiner cheap at No Frills. You could go in. You can still go into Ton Stoffel and get a five dollar pitcher of Coors Original on a Thursday night, <coughs> but it's a cash only bar. Yeah, I pick up some corn notes in the aroma, um, maybe a touch of yeah. of toast, not roast, but toast. Toast, yeah, I like burnt toast. It's good though. I like it. It's been a while since I've had a Shiner. Yeah, kind of like a uh, well rounded, grainy flavor. Um, Almost a touch of sweetness, but it's very faint. Um, yeah, finish has a has a lingering bitterness. With, um, I mean, no no real hot presence or profile. Very clean, uh, clean yeast finish though. Yeah, I would say that too. There, I mean, there's no fruity esters or anything that yeah. would come from out of all the, out of all the ones that we've had so far. I think this one's been the cleanest. Oh yeah, yeah. So this is a, a lager yeast that has been lagered. Yeah, for sure. But the adjunct gives it something else that it I would it, not classify as being clean. I call it a a you know like you have matte finished paint, you know, like a matte a matte black or a flat black. Yeah, I call this the the matte flavor, the, the flat African American, the, the 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 flat <laughs> flavor. You know, it's 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 just it's something that's a little strange in a way, but it's also still okay. Actually, you know, this reminds me kind of the uh, the flavor profile you get from a Martziner Fest beer. Okay. Yeah, maybe. Just like the it's it's clean, but the carbonation's high, and you get a a lingering, slight malty sweetness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, obviously, this is classified as an American Bach dark. Lager. Bach. Or international, international dark, lager. dark lager. International dark lager. Bach. 2C. But if it were to not be in there, I would think this would be close to Martzen or Festbeer. Maybe not Festbeer. Well, it's only 4%. Maybe it is Festbeer. Not light, though. But kind of kind of in that vein. You could sneak this yeah. in that category and probably get a decent rating. Yeah. International dark lager just seems so vague to me. Yeah, precisely. That's what the category is meant to be. Right. But I think this would do well in one of those categories, too. I think it would. Do you get the flavor thing that I'm talking about, though? Where it's kind of similar? Yeah. I would agree with that. Carbonation level is really high, though. I don't think so. Yes. Now compare this to the Dunkless Bot guidelines. Not even close. Yeah. Seeing as that's what we're featuring yeah. today. Like I said before, it, just the, the adjunct flavor, the corn. Yeah, it's, it's there. It's very, well, yeah, it's there, but it's not like pronounced. I think it's kind of it's kind of sneaking its way in a little bit. I I have a feeling that our next beer is going to be closer to 
what we're drinking today. The next one's going to go way off the deep end on the other side of things. Well, on certain things, yeah. But Cause it was you even, go in and read the BJCP guidelines on this next one. They have some some similar traits. Mm-hmm. Not 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 a whole lot, but some similar. Well, before we get to that, we've pounded this beer before. On oh, we shotgunned it. Is yeah. it the same thing? <laughs> yeah, I think that's pounding. Different verbiage. I'm gonna say mm, six, eight, eight for me. Uh. I'll go in the middle and say seven. What's next? All right, so next up is a beer that we've already talked about on the podcast, times two, <laughs> since we've already talked about Shinerbach. Uh, this is the Celebrator Doppelbach by Einger. Um, so another style comparison, since for some reason it was difficult for us to find other box in the area, even though that we know there are some. Well, I was looking for the, <laughs> the bucking bock. I couldn't find that at World Market. From Rar? Yeah. No, that's a my That's not a bock. That's not a bock? Well, it's not that's a, a my It's not a. That's a my bock? Yes. We yeah. had it on the my episode. Yes. Oh. <laughs> like I, I said, so. they brought that and drank it under the table. Okay, remember, I'm perpetually drunk, right. so. There are other bocks in our area, but. Uh, um, such as the Wiseacre. Yeah, Wiseacre's got a bock. Uh, it's like Billy Jenkins. Yeah, a session buck that one counts. Yeah. Uh, there are several same atoms. Well, I say several. There are a couple of different same atoms box. Same atoms chocolate buck would count. Uh, anchor buck would also be uh, anyway. Toss the so, anchor. You know, so, so we have those of you listening of, that aren't here. Yeah, that's what we look for. Uh, we have a you know style comparison. So we have the Shiner buck, which isn't mm-hmm. a buck, and then we have the Celebrator, which is not a regular buck. It's a double buck. Uh, this one comes in at 6.7% ABV. I'm sorry, what? 6.7% ABV. ABB. Oh, okay, it sounded like you said AVB no, again. No, I, I said ABV. Okay. Oh. <laughs> uh, the bottle says, Dark, malty, and rich. Einger, at the foot of the Bavarian Alps, is one of the world's most respected breweries, family-owned and operated since 1878. I think they're a little stuck up for this beer. Um, it says finest Bavarian double bock. Could be. It also said brewed according to the Reinheitsgebot purity law fifteen sixteen. Did you say law? Reinheitsgebot. Yeah, Reinheitsgebot. Reinheitsgebot. <laughs> it's the Canadian version. Reinheitsgebot. Out in a boat. <laughs> anyway, so here's a double bock uh, to uh, yes, the double bock was mentioned in the Dunkless Bock style comparison. That uh, the Dunkless Bach should have less alcohol and multi richness than what is in our glass now, the Doppelbach. So I picked a good one to compare this one. So you would think it would be what we just had earlier times two. I guess I'm more multi, more rich, uh-huh. more alcohol. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. All right. Here so we go. yeah, a Dunkless Bach would be like the baby Ooh. brother of this guy. It's also very dark in essence. Yeah. This oh, it's really clear though. It's very clear, but it's dark brown. Dark. brown. You know, not holding it up to the light, it looks like a a, a porter. Yeah, I was going to say porter or brown. Something a very dark brown. But once you put it up to the light, you get a very nice ruby highlight. I don't know what I'm Ron Burgundy. <laughs> <laughs> Would you call it garnet? Uh, no. 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 Exactly. 
Super Bowl Lee. <laughs> and focus, Sawyer. Sorry. <laughs> Beer's getting kinda kinda getting to me. So the aroma, I'm getting a lot more sweetness, a lot more maltiness. It even smells kind of I don't want to say syrupy, but it smells thick. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like I almost get some woody notes. Hmm. Almost. Yeah, I agree with Travis. Interesting. Yeah. Maybe not like a, a barrel aged. Yeah, not I'm not wood. talking about like an oak an oak barrel, it, but uh, yeah. Stick out in the woods, kind of thing. Y'all need to drink this because I have a comment. Stick in the mud. I think this just very, 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 ever so slightly reminds me of Roush beer. Okay, I'm gonna partially agree with you. Yay! <laughs> Smoky, no. No. Meaty, yes. Yes. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Do you pick up on that? that? I get that too. Smoky, no. Not not even close to smoky. No. But there's a meat character. Yeah. Interesting. It oh, is. hold on. Really late. <laughs> <laughs> Where did that come from? That's the game show tab. Do you have any chickens? Chickens? <laughs> That's not a ch- that would be a gong. There you go. Yeah, there's there's a definite meaty character in there. That's interesting. I don't remember picking that up the first time we had this. I don't think we did the first time. Is there a date? Uh, this has like a a bitterness that I don't recall. Like a almost astringent bitterness at the end. I don't see a date. No, there's all these little like cuts in the bottom of the label but i don't know what that means um where is uh swing and arm man brewed what country it's germany germany so i injures germany yeah so maybe that's it maybe they wanted that no. i injures and not every german I- beer is gonna be smoky i injures no. what i inge germany a y i n g yeah that's what this is what i know that's what the name you? of the town is Einge. Oh, but this is Einger. Yes, because it's brewed in Einge. A-Y-I-N-G is the name of the... Oh. Never, never mind. No, I get it. 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 Um, no, maybe that. Maybe that's the thing. Dang it, Sawyer. You ruined this beer for me. Why? I think it's still pretty good. <laughs> I actually kind of like that Yeah, idea. but the, the meaty... Uh, I don't know. There's something, I, there's something just, yeah, off about it. Well, maybe it's infected. Like I don't no. remember this at all from this beer. It's I don't remember this flavor. It's been a while since I've had this one, so I don't really remember. Okay, when if, I, if I'm if i drinking a smoked beer, I'm expecting smoke or meat or something. Not expecting that out of this, but that's what I'm getting. So are you saying that this is dumpable? Uh, <sighs> Refer back to episode 30. Where we feature Doppelbach, nine A. <laughs> okay, well let's let's look at the the. Uh, no, I mean seriously though, would you dump this beer? No, no, let's finish it. It's just it's not what I don't think it's what it's supposed to be. Okay, overall impression for Doppelbach: a strong, rich, very malty German lager that can have both pale and dark variants. 
Interesting. I don't think I've ever seen a pale doppelbach. Darker versions have a more richly developed, deeper malt flavors, while the paler versions have slightly more hops and dryness. So maybe more like a Pilsner, I guess, or a Hellesbach. Interesting. But see, the Doppelbach also talks about significant Maillard products like caramel, uh, low malt-derived dark fruit. It's very similar to the the Dunkless Bach as far as the, the flavor profiles. But this is yeah, completely different. Higher in alcohol and malt character. But then where does the meat come from? I don't... Well, you see, it's first so they take strange. a cow. I think it's an then, old bottle. Uh, you know, the cow goes but to a place. we would expect an old bottle to be from Total Wine. This is from World Market. Which probably sells even less beer than Total Wine, a shop that is all about beer. No, they're all about wine. And more. <laughs> they have home and decor. They have food. They have furniture. Okay, so I'm I'm still getting a lot of the malty character for sure. There's half a beer in this bottle. Very. No, there's not. That bottle is empty, my friend. You you want to you turn this over on the table? Look in the bottom it of it. Give me, give me the give me the give me the bottle. Okay, there's half a beer in there. Oh my God! There really is half a beer. <laughs> I, <don't laughs> I thought uh, you get to drink it now. Oh whatever. Um, I told you this. I wouldn't say half, maybe no, a third. No, I could have sworn maybe that was empty. Third. Where did that come from? Well, what you do is you take the cow. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> no, but really, where did the heck where the heck does that come from? Because I thought I poured mm. my share. Anyway, so back to the beer. Oh my god. I'm still picking up a lot of the, the, the caramel uh sweetness, Maillard product. The decoction mash is if you've never if you've never done a decoction mash or tasted what that was, it's kind of hard to explain other than caramel flavors. It's just, it's thicker. Yeah. It's like an intangible. Yeah. It's real thick. I've done it, I think, once or twice. I did notice a difference in the beer. I think it would be really interesting to brew the same recipe the same way, except doing a decoction mash in one of them, yeah. just to get a comparison. That would be an interesting comparison to do, but it, but anyway, um, I do you get twice the everything, twice the malt, twice the sweetness, twice the alcohol. Uh, I get twice the dark fruit. I do too. Yeah. And See, I, I don't get I don't any get, food. I don't get twice the alcohol. To be honest, I I really don't. I don't get any warmth or anything like that. Um, well, twice the alcohol. It's only this 6. is only 6. seven, so it's not twice of anything no. that we've had. Not even the Shiner, which is only four point four. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, I would like to pose something to you guys, um, or mm. propose something to you guys. Um, Marty married. Uh, so is Travis. Not like that. This is more of a business thing. He's got to yeah. propose on his own. Actually, you know what? Doppelbox says minimum AVB is seven percent, and this is six point so seven. Not so it's not even a Doppelbox. What? <laughs> According to the BJCP, anyway. Is this listed as commercial for that style? has to be. Celebrator? I bet it is. Nope. Wow. Salvatore. Polliner Salvatore is. I saw that one up there. Dang it. Uh, oh, nope. Sorry. I end your Celebrator. Yeah, it is. Oh, okay. Good. Five palindability right here. Yeah, we're going to finish this up. <laughs> I'm going to go like a four on this one. Three. Mm. It's just... 
thick and there's a lot of yeah, flavor. It is. I'm going to say three. Yeah. We're almost all in agreement. Mm. I don't know how to go about as low as a three, but whatever. Yeah. All right. So we have a kind of homebrew example. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Oh. That was awkward. <laughs> All right, so if you recall, a, a few months ago, we picked up a box of homebrew from the Ozaptis competition, and it's just kind of sat in the studio for a while. You know, from time to time, we'll take out a bottle and uh, try it whenever it's applicable, but we haven't touched it or in a long applicable. Time. Yeah. <laughs> and so I went digging through it today looking for a Dunkless Bach. Didn't find one, but I did find a Weizenbach, and uh, we've already featured that episode, so we don't really have reason to drink this one. But we thought, you know, since we're already in style comparison mode today, then might as well knock this out as a homebrew one. Yeah. So we don't know anything about this, whether it is a good example of a Weizenbach or bad. But it was uh, entry number 0074. And we think it might be bottle conditioned. Yeah. <clears throat> I left a little bit in the bottle just in case. But it poured pretty clear. Yeah. So. As a reminder, the Weizenbach, which is style 10C... Here's the overall impression real quick. A strong, malty, fruity, wheat-based ale combining the best malt and yeast flavors of Weiss beer with the malty-rich flavor, strength, and body of a Dunkless Bach or Doppelbach. So there is a little bit of comparison there. Hmm. Um, as a wheat beer, you know, you're going to get the... Um, <clears throat> I think this one is with the typical German wheat yeast. So you would get like the a banana, ban- yeah, banana yeah. clove, all the all of those things that go with it. Um, but as far as the style comparison, the this style Weizenbach is stronger and richer than a Weiss beer or Dunkless Weiss beer, which we haven't done that one yet. But with a similar yeast character, more directly comparable to the Doppelbach style, with the pale and dark variations, can vary widely in strength, but most are in the Bach to Doppelbach range. Uh, low would be 6.5% ABV, and high end would be 9. Hmm. So actually has a, a bit of comparison. Yeah. Probably more of a comparison than the Shiner. Yeah. <laughs> mine's very clear. Uh, I got more of the bottom of the bottle, so mine's... Eh. Well, my glass is also skinnier than yours. Yeah, and mine's cloudy, but I can see Same. some of the color. Same kind of color as um, the revolver. Kind of a dark copper. Okay. Yeah, mine's a little more cloudy than that, but similar in color. Here, do you see? The- oh, yeah. I mean, your glass looks nice. Yeah. Oh, I definitely get some banana. Yeah. Very strong banana on the aroma. Yeah, a lot of the yeasty esters are coming through big time. Get any malt in the aroma or just a banana? No, banana. I'm smelling some alcohol also. Just kind of like some, uh, just a little bit of harshness. Hmm. Flavor's interesting. Lots of banana again. Yeah. But. that's I'm, It's missing a lot of <laughs> other things. It's I still get some, some sweetness. Not maybe necessarily the Maillard decoction uh, caramel kind of maltiness, but some sweetness is still there. Yeah. I would say this is much closer to a Weiss beer 
than a Bach. Yeah. So if if, if you had, uh, you know, your whole spectrum of Weissbach, Weissbach being in the middle and Weiss beer all the way over here and Bach beer all the way over here, it would be strongly towards the Weiss beer side. Lots of banana. I'm not getting any hop. A little bit of malty sweetness. But if if I were blindfolded and you handed me this beer, I would think German Weiss beer. Yeah, because the Weizenbach is supposed to have a rich malty character to it as well as the banana and clove and, and all those esters. You know what this reminds me of? Do you remember when I tried to brew that banana bread beer? Oh, Chrissy's horse beer? <laughs> yeah. What was it called? Uh, Bold Ruler Brown? Yeah. Yeah. Because it was a brown ale that I fermented with the vine stuff on her yeast. Mm-hmm. Reminds me of this. And you dumped in banana liqueur. Yeah. So lots of fruit. Hmm. And to our listeners, if you've noticed the uh, sudden absence of Sawyer. <laughs> Anytime I got to go poo, I go to the fermentation chamber. <laughs> It's not because he has nothing to say. It's because he suddenly felt ill. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that's that's pretty much what's happening right now. <laughs> Apparently he ate something uh, not so kosher last night. I don't know what it was. Some catered something or other. Anyway, he wasn't feeling well when he got here, but he had to rush out. So it's not that he didn't have anything to say. It's... He's not in the room anymore. Mm-hmm. Once you pop out that baby, I'll let you have some of this, girl. Oh, okay. I'm about to unplug you, Travis. Anyway, so back to the beer. <laughs> I see why this was a uh, leftover beer. Because as well, for, I, for the style Weizenbach, it's definitely Weizen. It's, but it's lacking in a few key areas for yeah. sure. So this box, is it merely the things that did not advance or is it a leftover bottle from not going to best of show? Because those are two completely different things. I think if it's a beer that's left over from a competition, it didn't go all the way. So there's some reason why it didn't go all the way. Well, if you got three bottles. Yes. First one round, is for second first round, round show. second round. At second round, if you decide... No, it's not best of show. Then it could still be a decent beer, but it's yeah. not best of Hey, best. it got pushed a second round of competition. I'd say it would be a good beer. Yeah. Not decent. It's a good beer. So it's a box of leftover beer. I right. Mean, I think that's part of the fun. It's a grab bag. <clears throat> I Weizenbach, I would probably give this a, a low 30s. I'd agree with that. Low to mid 30s. Yeah. It's a good beer. I don't dislike it. Mm-hmm. I wonder if yours here. Let's let's trade because I got the top of the bottle and you got the bottom of the bottle. I wonder if there's an interesting difference between the two. Bottom, 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 bottom. Oh, I'm getting a lot more banana from yours. Yeah, the aroma is more subdued in your glass. Like I'd say, fifteen to twenty percent more banana. Even the flavor is just all banana. Mm. I get more of the the maltiness in mine. Interesting. Hmm. Well, I do find it interesting, but also not surprising. 
So when you're judging a beer, where your pour is, is part of it. Yeah. Um, Which, I mean, every time I've sat at a judge's table, they always open it up and you pour basically the first, the top half of it. And then you set it down and then recap it. I've never had a chance where somebody just, or I've never seen somebody up in a bottle, period, on a judging table. If I was just poured in the top little portion, set it down, and then recap it with at least half of the beer left in the bottle. That's always been the case. Because if there's a case where you need to go back and like, you know, at the end, well, we think, you know, these two beers are really close, then you have to rejudge something. But then you're getting a completely different beer. Exactly. So maybe there should be, when you're doing a competition, maybe there should be something that says a a checkbox, bottle conditioned, not bottle conditioned, or, you know, up in the beer, or pour gently. Because, you know, there, there are certain ways that you would want people to sample your beer. Sure. And this being a prime example, it sat in that box for months because Ozapt is what, October? Yeah, that was last year. So it was four months ago. And then we put it in the fridge this morning. Mm-hmm. That's not enough time for it to settle out. Grant, I mean, your house is well, pretty... not cold crashed, but... Yeah. But yeah. I'm saying like there's a completely different beer, the top half and the bottom half. Yes. So, I, I don't know. It's I keg all my beers and then bottle from the keg before I submit. So, there's no bottle conditioning. But so I know that, a lot yeah. of people that do that. That's also something to think about whenever you are sitting across from somebody judging a beer and they get something completely different from you. So, don't immediately write them off as being yeah. a, a... So, a, maybe, you know... A dummy, but... Trade glasses and yeah, and see what you get. Know that maybe the top portion of the bottle is different from the bottom portion of the bottle. Yeah. We'd like to welcome back Sawyer. Oh, thank you. Who just walked? Who just walked back into the room? Yes, I'm back. Here, would you like to taste this? Sure. Oh God, what is that? Some, Actually, something <laughs> before that smells bad. <laughs> before we say anything, I would like Sawyer to drink. Out of my glass, which is the top pour, and then for him to drink out of Travis's glass, which is the bottom pour, and see if he gets a difference between the two. Bottom. 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 So what do you taste there, Sawyer? Something's a little off. Remember that matte finish I was talking about earlier? Yeah. I kind of get that. Off. Okay. Um, But what flavors do you get? It's hard to say, to be honest. That matte finish really overpowers everything for me. Um, <laughs> so the blandness overpowers things for you. Yeah, it really does. Okay. Yeah. Okay, now taste Travis's. Beer. Not whatever. But it's so, like, thick. And <laughs> I didn't say that. And creamy. His taste different. How? It has more flavor to it. What? Okay, what flavor? Uh, fruity flavors. Yes. Yeah. Maybe dark fruit. Yes. Yeah. Hmm. Yes. 
Why? Is that what yes. y'all said too? Well, okay. So this is a, a Weizenbach. Okay. I don't know that style very well. Well, we've done the episode. We have? <laughs> yes. I don't. Maybe I was drunk. I don't remember that. Or maybe I wasn't here for that. You're perpetually drunk. That was one of our low energy episodes. Oh. So it was. So it's a it's a Bach, but brewed with wheat and wheat. It's it's a wheat Ooh, Bach. I don't get wheat. At all. Okay, but what flavor, what, if you were to, what two flavors do you get primarily out of a German wheat beer? Banana. Yes. And? Uh, I can't remember the other one. Um, orange? No. Starts with a C. A C? I'm going to go outside and smoke a cigarette? No. <laughs> Cigar. Ain't nobody smoking any. Clove up yes, in here. Oh, thank okay. You. All right. <laughs> no, I don't I knew, get clove. I knew you would get the uh, the reference to Shirley Q. Licka. <laughs> oh, yeah. <clears throat> anyway, so two, two flavors are very prominent in German wheat beers, banana and clove. I don't get clove in this. But you do get... Uh, I, I guess I kind of get banana. But really? Not Both uh, of us, it was like, I'm eating a banana right now. Yeah, I mean, I don't really get a whole heck very of a lot of banana. Strong I don't, banana. I don't drink it and automatically think banana. That's the only way I would be able to go, oh, hey, this is just a banana right here. Okay. Well, the difference between the two of our glasses, like I said, I had the top pour, he had the bottom pour. Sure. I thought this was a decent example of a Weissbach because I got the banana from the Weiss beer, but yeah. I also got the malty sweetness from the Bach. He said he got like... A very strong, I don't know, I'm making up a number here, maybe 80% banana. Something very strong banana. No, because, okay, so uh, part of my morning routine this past week has been uh, going to uh, Smoothie King as breakfast. <laughs> you know, because they do the meal replacement smoothies. Instead of, instead of Chick-fil-A. Yeah, instead of Chick-fil-A. <laughs> I'm trying to cut back a little bit. I've gained a little too much the weight. The chicken filet. Hitting the gym more. And Anyways, um, and so I, I get I get bananas. I get I get strawberries and bananas yeah. in, in my smoothies, and this does not taste that whole, a whole... To me, it doesn't taste a whole heck of a lot like a banana. Maybe the real banana has been affecting your beer banana flavor. Receptors. Banana is banana. Well, yeah, but it's a little different. Banana. Light beer. Light right. beer. <laughs> so... I love that drop. That's like one of my favorites. So we've discussed it. It's kind of kind of close to yeah. the. Yeah, it's it's a good beer. It's a good like beer. It. It's lacking in a few areas, but I mean, yeah, tasty. Yeah. I mean, All right. So poundability. This one, I'm gonna put it a seven. I like this. Yeah. It's yeah. Good. Easy, I, I'm gonna sure. say eight. Yeah. I mean, it is easy to drink. I will say that for sure. And it's not a bad beer, just, you know, it's a good beer, I think. Yeah, it's I it's banana, it's whole, sweet, it's malty, it's good, I don't good. get a like whole it. heck of a lot of banana. Hmm. Yeah, I think I'll put it about seven also. Yeah. Cool. Thank you for joining us for our latest episode of Brew Styles, where our topic of discussion was the Dunkless Bach. Wait, don't hit that Control-Alt-Delete just yet. We have one more beer to taste, and that's the Alt Beer. Cheers until then. You could just hit Alt F4. <laughs> Cheers until then. Okay.